following podcast is scheduled for one fall. First coming into the ring, Jose Sorazano. Our next host, Jermaine Meredith. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome to Smart Down Boulevard. We are a pair of smarts that love to talk wrestling, but let's face it. It's not what it used to be. I'm your host, Jose Solorzano, and he is the baddest guy out there, Jermaine Meredith. How's it going, my friend? Fantastic. (laughs) My voice cracked a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, the baddest baddest guy out there, his voice cracks, just so you know. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) By the way, jokes aside, I must say, I want to thank you for allowing me to do my best impression of the Godfather of Michael Corleone in uh, Godfather Part Three, and just to put it into a little context here, German and I did our gifts exchange, socially distanced, of course. We're responsible human beings. He didn't open his gift, but I couldn't resist, so I had to open his gift that he gave me. And as you all know, as you've all heard in previous episodes, Jermaine loves his Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Legacy, no Lightning collection, right? Not Legacy. Get it right, buddy. Yeah, Lightning. And so he's been trying to get me into them. You know, I got Tommy because he's the Power Ranger, of course. And then I got a Lord Dracon, and then I returned it. And Jermaine's always telling me, come on, man, get into this. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I can't get into another thing. You know, I have too many wrestling figures. I got too many Funkos. This man, every time I try to get out of the toy game, this guy pulls me back in. This guy gives me a Red Ranger Legacy, no, (laughs) Lightning Edition. Action figure, which is beautiful, by the way. I understand why you like these a lot, Jermaine. And I just want to thank you for the Christmas gift. I should be thanking you on our Smarky uh, Award show because uh, that will be airing on Christmas Day. But I I couldn't resist. I had to open it. And um, thank you, man. I'm holding it right now. It's just a really cool line (laughs) of action figures. I know this is a wrestling podcast. We're talking about Power Ranger figures. But I just want to say thank you. And I hope when the time comes, when you finally open my gift, you'll enjoy that one as well. But, uh, man, I see why you like these figures. I really do. And I believe you have all of them now, right? Like, at least all the originals. Almost, actually. Yep. Yes, yes, I do. I have everything except for uh, uh, Zordon and Alpha Five. Yeah, that's going to be hard. I'll be looking for that. Yep. That's a Walmart exclusive. But, uh, I guarantee you, if the border was open and we can go into the states, I probably would have been in the states already, and I probably would have got you one. Just yeah, man. the current situation. But that's welcome. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> no. Welcome to the dark side. It's so hard, man. I'm trying not to buy that Billy from Amazon right now, but uh, you know, I'll try to hold out as much as I can. But yo, they're beautiful figures. I'm sure some of you. Out there in. Them. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> yes, master. Command me, master. I will <laughs> do your bidding, master. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, I do appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. And this is the last show, ladies and gentlemen, before the Smarky Awards, the first ever annual Smarky Awards. I'm excited, Jermaine. People have been voting, the smart fans, even the smart fans who don't follow us on Instagram. There's some random people voting who just love wrestling. 
And I appreciate that because wrestling is out there and people are actually voting and we're not just talking to ourselves. So that's good news, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it continues that way. Yeah, I hope man. we get lots more views, lots more votes. Exactly. And, you know, we're filming on a Tuesday, but this you will be hearing this on a Friday. So with that being said, you guys have two days. I'm looking into the future. You have two days to go and vote for the first annual Smarky Awards. Hit up our links there on SurveyMonkey, but you can get the links on our Instagram page at Smartdown Boulevard. The polls, the surveys will end at the end of the TLC broadcast this Sunday on the WWE Network. And this has got me thinking, Jermaine. Instead of just you know going and reviewing the nominees, I mean the nominees are on our on our Instagram page. They're there for you to see. They're on the Survey Monkeys. Why don't we just compare something here? Because the Slammies are also going to be given out on the twenty third, actually, a little bit earlier than us. And, but we released the nominees first. I want that to be clear. Okay, we didn't have yes, any did. exactly. We did not have any influence on WWE's picks for slammies this year and we didn't even know the slammies were coming back because they didn't do it last year and now they decide to bring it back right so we obviously influenced them that's what they're I'm watching thinking. our page i am convinced that wwe was searching the internet and they said hey let's see what people are doing on their on their podcast and they just stumbled across smartdown boulevard and they saw our nominees for our award shows and they said yeah this seems to be about right and then they just added a couple more to make it seem like they didn't really plagiarize and copy us you know what i mean <laughs> so i'm gonna take credit for the slammies this year as well and i think you should too jermaine and we should partake in this victory because not only does this say we're of course hypothetically speaking that the wb follows us but we're actually we know what we're talking about we're right on the pulse of things in the wrestling world so i'm happy to say that we're not so different from the WWE. So, pats on back to that, Jermaine. And pats on back to you, man. Honestly. That's right. I'm proud. I, I'm standing tall and proud, like a peacock. I don't give a crap what you guys say outside. And you know what? I got to say shame on WWE <laughs> for plagiarizing us. Yeah. Because they try to switch it up by adding silly categories like ring gear of the year and yeah, stuff like that. Is that? Like, come, c- on. C- come on, come on. It's okay. You can say that you got it from your favorite smart. <laughs> All right. We appreciate it. I mean, sure. Just pay us our royalty. Absolutely. And we won't sue. I mean, we have 13 nominees, uh, 13 categories, and three nominees. They have 11 categories. Oh, two less than us. Oh, what a coincidence. And they don't have three mm-hmm. nominees. I mean, they have a random amount of nominees in each category. It's not even consistent. Some have four, some have five, some have six. I'm at seven. I mean, it's just, it really is all over the place. But some that really stick out to me here, and this is just, you know, comparing ours, our Smarkies to the Slammies, return of the year. So Edge, Roman Reigns, and originally we had MVP, right? Yeah. And those are the three top ones. Now, obviously, they're not going to have Sting on there because Sting is AEW, which we will be discussing later on on the show. But... They added Goldberg and Sami Zayn. I mean, mm, Goldberg? Nah. Sami Zayn? Yeah, he was gone for a long time, but it's not one of those like impactful returns. But sure. No, not at all. Uh, whatever. We'll, 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 we'll let that one go. But of course, our returns of the year nominees are Edge, Roman Reigns, and Sting. Another notable here for WWE is uh, Breakout Star of the Year. Now, this is an interesting one, Jermaine. We have 
Dominic Mysterio, Bianca Belair, Otis, the Street Profits, and Murphy. We have Dominic Mysterio. We have Bianca Belair. And we have Keith Lee. Keith Lee was not nominated for Breakout Star of the Year. Now, why do you think that is? I mean, this year was his breakout year. Why isn't he on there? I think because Vince isn't high on him. Mm. Let me see. That's what I think. Is he in Superstar of the Year? No, he's not on Superstar of the Year. Okay. You might be right. I heard that he. I heard that he's going back to uh, what's it called? The Performance Center. The, the Performance Center. You know what? It's interesting. You know, not, not to get off topic here about the Samarkis and the Slammies, but there is something missing from him, and I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe because he's such a big guy, such an imposing figure, and he smiles a lot. He's like Baby Hulk. Yeah, I don't like that. I call him Baby Hulk. I mean, he should be a heel. He shouldn't be the nice guy. But that's he the should be the next. Place. He should be like a Mark Henry. Crushing yes, guy. Exactly. And I think that's what's missing. He's missing an edge. And there's some development there that needs to be done. And I understand why he's going back to the Performance Center. Anybody who gets sent back to the Performance Center, it's okay. Everyone needs to fine-tune their their um, their work, their promo. Sure. There's no shame in that. But a lot of people are saying that he doesn't deserve to go there. I can see him benefiting from going back to Performance Center, even NXT. I don't. I don't see the shame in that. But people are treating it like it's the end of the world. Um, I do think, yeah. though, he should be nominated for Breakout Star of the Year in WWE. But it could be that, Jermaine. Yeah. The Vince is not high on him, for sure. I mean, Otis, Street Profits, Murphy. I see Otis. I think we had Otis there at one point when we were discussing. So, kind hey, of do you think? do you think that uh, one of the I, – I forgot which Uso it is that's – uh, been feuding with Roman Reigns, but do you think that uh, he deserves to be on Breakout Superstar of the Year? That's a good question. It's something I never even pondered about. I mean, because, his, his thing came kind of late in the year, though. That's the thing, right? Yeah, because he definitely thinks that he should be. Because if you oh. go on WWE's Instagram page uh-huh. and they posted the nominees, <laughs> he posts a comment that said, "Bruh," because he thinks that he should be nominated. Wow. And you know, I, I, and I don't I don't think he should be because he's been with the company for a while. I kind of feel like that's reserved for up and coming superstars. Am I right or no what do you I, think? I agree with you. I do agree with you. I mean I can see them the Usos maybe being in tag team of the year. Definitely not breakout star of the year. They've been there for years. I totally agree with yeah. you on that one. Yeah one hundred percent. Yeah. I totally agree with you. That's interesting. Like they're not even in tag team of the year at all. So I can see his frustration, but definitely not breakout star of the year. I, I, I really don't think so. I don't. That's that's a stretch. Sure. That's a stretch. And that's an interesting point. Some people will probably think, yeah, he should because that match that he had with Roman and that feud going in there. And he has been a mainstay right now in the WWE, especially with being involved with Roman Reigns and Heyman and all that. But I, I don't know. I don't think it merits breakout star of the year. I, I, I don't agree Me with that. Either. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Interesting point there. I will say that. Two more things I want to discuss here before we move on on the show. Match of the year. I think that's one of the most important categories. I think that should be up there with female tag team, male tag team, female superstar of the year, uh, male superstar of the year. But they, we let me see. Match of the year. We have three nominees, of course, as always. We have Randy Orton versus Edge at Backlash, which is on there for the Slammies. We have... Ayu, Shirai, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley at In Your House. Is that on here? That is not on here. So NXT, that, that might be on the NXT end of year awards, but 
definitely not here uh, during the Slammies. And then we have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan on the SmackDown edition of June 12th. That is on here as well. But take a listen to take a like just listen to the other nominees, okay? Becky Lynch versus Oscar yep. at the Royal Rumble. Uh Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. That was a good match. I will say that. But I don't think it trumps the AJ Styles or Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy Intercontinental Championship triple threat match, ladder match at Clash of Champions. That was a good match too. I debated putting that yeah. match here too as well. Um Sasha Banks versus Bailey. For the women's championship at Hell in a Cell, that was decent too. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Now, do you think that should be on there for match of the year? Do you think that merits match of the year? Was it that good? Again, this was the one at Hell in a Cell. I think it's not not that bad. I think I think the one at Clash. I think the one at Clash in the Champions was better. There was a lot of story there. You know, I don't know about mm. the one at Hell in a Cell, but there it is. Okay. And then the other one that's not... Oh, you'll like this. The New Day versus The Hurt Business, the Raw Tag Team Championship match on Raw on November 16th. That just happened about a month ago. Um, for match of the year? Yeah, that's on there for match of the year. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> Even though The Hurt Business is there, they're your boys. But I don't think that's match of the year candidate. That's just throwing nah, it there. Nah. And then, yeah. of course, uh, one that we debated a lot. Well, you were really uh, high up on Undertaker versus AJ Styles, the Boneyard match at WrestleMania 36. So definitely, I can understand, I get about 80% of these, but the rest of them, I mean, Becky Lynch versus Asuka, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso at Hell in a Cell, and um, the New Day versus Hurt Business on Raw, I don't think those should be on there. I think WWE just threw them in there to include some more, like, you know, making it seem like they have more great matches than usual, to be honest with you, because wrestling has, I mean, WWE hasn't produced that many great wrestling matches this year, or is it just me? I... I have to agree with you. When I'm thinking about it, nah, they haven't really, man. Right. The only ones that I can think of are the ones that we've nominated for our category. Yeah. But nothing really stands out to me as, wow, that's one of the best matches that I've seen right. in a long time. I haven't felt that way for, since forever, man. Yeah, but I know. They got to step up. They got to step up, especially in 2021, man. They, they really have to step up, especially with Royal Rumble coming up. I hope TLC is the beginning, is the catalyst for great things to come in the new year in the WWE. And before we end this segment, Jermaine, I just want to say Superstar of the Year. We have three nominees, and these are the three nominees that really should be there. The difference between us and the WWE is that WWE incorporated Superstar of the Year, both male and female. We actually divided it into two categories, male Superstar of the Year and female Superstar of the Year, which I think are the two most okay. important categories, you know. But WWE just threw everybody in there together, you know. Um, Lazy. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> female Superstar of the Year, we have, we nominated for the Smarkies, Io Shirai, Hikaru Shida, and Bailey. And obviously Hikaru Shida won't be there because she's AEW. But for the women for Superstar of the Year, they have Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Asuka. Five nominees there. And I think Bailey is the one to take it out of those five that the WWE nominated during the Slammies. I think you agree yeah. with me, even though you love Charlotte. Yep. But I think Bailey I think this is Bailey's year for sure. Yeah, Charlotte's been gone since what? Summertime? Yeah, she's been gone after WrestleMania and then she did the NXT after she dropped the title at in your house, she's gone. So 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, she hasn't been seen since then. So, no, I don't think she should yeah, be. Yeah, so she shouldn't even be a contender. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then for male superstar of the year, we have Drew McIntyre, John Moxley, and Randy Orton. Now, obviously, you won't see John Moxley nominated for a Slammy. But for WWE, they have Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, and The Fiend. <laughs> <laughs> and The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Really? I think the first three, they got it right. Drew, Roman, and Randy. Those three. That's it. Those should be the three nominees for Male Superstar of the Year. Right? If you're not incorporating yeah. AEW, of course. But I honestly think Drew has it this year. That's my pick, and that's your pick as well. But yep. but it's not up to us. If he doesn't win, then something's wrong. Hey, but it's not up to us, man. It's up to the smart fans who are graciously going over to Survey Monkey and casting their vote for the first ever Smarky Awards, which will be coming to you. Christmas Day, Friday, December 25th. We're going to put our tuxes on, Jermaine, and we're going to give out the first ever Smarkies. Please vote. Voting closes this Sunday, December 20th, after the TLC pay-per-view on the WWE Network. For more information on the nominees for the Smarkies, as always, hit us up on our Instagram page, at SmartdownBLVD. We'll be right back to discuss Jim Ross and AEW. You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. Attention Smarks, calling all Smarks. We want to talk to you about our friends over at Anchor. Many of you are listening to us on Anchor already, but if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It's free? Yes, free. And after hearing what Anchor can do for you, you won't believe that it's free. All right, I'm listening. Tell me more. So on Anchor, you can use creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is that simple. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more audio streaming platforms. And did we mention that it's all free? All free. Yes, you heard it again. Free. So Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So, if you ever thought about starting your own podcast, now is the time to do it and use Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to the Boulevard. Welcome back to Smart Down Boulevard. It's time for the topic this week. And ladies and gentlemen, I when I read this article, when it came up, I'm like, "Listen, Jermaine, let's scrap the plans." Of what we were actually going to do this week. <laughs> and let's talk about this. Because I told you so. I told you so. We told you so. <laughs> we told you so. We know what the hell we're talking about here on Smark Down Boulevard. And we have a legend. And don't you ever forget it. Yeah. We have a legend behind us. All right. Listen. And I'm sure everybody out there has heard this by now. But Jim Ross. Good old JR. Good old slobber knocker. Uh, what was he saying? By God, beating like a government mule and bleeding like a what? Bleeding like a stuffed pig. By God, think of your family. The man has come out and said some stuff about AEW and the wrestlers and their work in the ring. Jim Ross has heat from the AEW wrestlers. Wow. Uh oh. Oh my gosh, they're gonna beat him up. Oh my God, Marco Stunt is gonna go beat him. Listen. Main story here: Some AE wrestler, AE, some AEW wrestlers are unhappy with Jim Ross 
over comments he made on his podcast. And that would be the uh, Grilling JR podcast that you can check out. I, I listen to it on YouTube. I know some people listen to it on, um, was it Podcast One, I think it is. Um, yep. Wrestling has evolved dramatically. It's clear. It has. I mean, like we say it in our tagline, Jermaine, we love professional wrestling, and it's just not what it used to be. And why isn't it the way it used to be, Jermaine? Like we've been saying in AEW, the Young Bucks do the same thing over and over again. It's a stunt show. It really is. So. Exactly. (laughs) So. A circus. uh, It's a circus act. It really is. Circus to me. <laughs> what is Jim Cronenka? Cirque de Chile. Uh, <laughs> so, um, during his recent Grilling JR podcast, Ross criticized what he sees as a common problem in AEW. And this is what we've been talking about all year long here on Smart Down Boulevard. In particular, he focused on wrestlers taking a spot where everyone is grouped together as they wait for someone to fall so they can catch oh, him man. or her. And I hate that. I, I hate, hate that, that too, man. And I quote this this is what JR said. I told a kid the other day in AEW, I said, all you guys do the same effing spot. You go to the outside, you cluster up like quail, you stand together, friend and foe, side by side, so you can catch some leaping idiot going over the top who never wins with this move. <laughs> they never they never gain an advantage with this move. You know the holy sh- chance is what got that going, I think. They love to hear holy shit, holy shit, and this is awesome. It's a spot, folks. It's a trapeze act. And according to the dirt sheets, AEW talent did not take kindly to the remarks. Nobody has approached Ross, which might be foolish because considering his knowledge of the business and they brought him in as a consultant, of course they're not going to go in and, um, and go up to his face and tell him what they think. But people are talking backstage. And one AE wrestler, one AEW wrestler, AEW. I keep on saying yep. AE wrestler, one AEW wrestler who wanted to remain anonymous provided the following quote to Wrestling News. Also, it was noted how the wrestler was a fan of Ross growing up as well. He says, look, I know there's Cody. A- yeah. <laughs> Look, I know there's a lot that JR can teach us, but burying us on the show or on his podcast is only going to make some of us ignore what he says. He is the best, and we love it that he calls our matches, but maybe find a different way to criticize the wrestlers in the ring. Everyone is doing what they have been taught. I agree that sometimes things need to be slowed down, but that won't happen when the guy who is supposed to help put us over is going out there and publicly burying us. Listen, when has Jim Ross ever held back on what he thinks about the wrestling world. Never. The man is as honest. And he's not going to start. And listen, now it makes sense why JR is a shell of what he used to be. Because the product does not excite Mm -hmm. him. Because he doesn't agree with it. And that's why he isn't the JR that we once knew on commentary. Tony Schiavone. That's why he doesn't care to know any of these guys' names. <laughs> no, or call the moves that they do because what's he going to do? Oh, Tope Suicida. Oh, off the top rows again. Oh, my God, they almost killed each other. Like, it's the same thing over and over again. Tony yeah. Schiavone is used to this type of stuff because he's seen horrible wrestling his whole life. W- <laughs> WCW, Impact Wrestling, you name it. Okay? He's been everywhere where wrestling has not been the greatest, and it continues here with AEW. So, 
Now that you said Cody, I wouldn't be surprised the way they were talking when he says us, us, that's has Cody written all over it because it's, you know, he thinks he's like everything and it's like us, you know, it's hurting me, it's hurting us. But what he really means, it's hurting him. Well, while Cody's not the one who always does all these things and whatever, I think the young bucks, all these young guys who just take these unnecessary dives from the top rope and they just do the same trapeze act over and over again. um, You're being called out. You should listen because a man like JR is coming out. He works for you guys. He works in the same company and he's the one criticizing you. You better listen and change things away. And listen, Darby Allen agrees with Jim Ross. I wouldn't be surprised if Darby Allen changes his whole uh, routine in the ring nowadays because a smart guy will listen and understand and try to incorporate these things that this legend is telling them. Um, exactly. So I love that JR came out and said this And he's been kind of like teasing Saying this stuff here and there Throughout uh, the whole year I, I think he just lost it now And he's come out and said this And I love it I really do I'm like smiling Cheek to cheek my friend Because it's a <laughs> slap to the face To AEW What is your take on this Jermaine? JR is 100% right mm-hmm. You can't be doing the same spot every night You can't be grouping together and waiting for somebody to land on top of you. I hate that. And they do it so often. They got to take constructive criticism. JR's not trying to bury you. No, He's trying to make you think, why are you doing the things that you're doing? And is it just to get a pop? Or are you trying to uh, construct a story in your match? Right? Because that's what it's all about. It's not about getting a pop from the fans. It's not about outmaneuvering your opponents or trying to see if you can do just somersaults or flips and dives. Yeah. It's about telling a story with your opponent in the ring. And that's what wrestling always been about. Yeah. And you can't change it. I know that they're trying to change it. Cody and the Bucks and all those guys mm-hmm. with their having uh great characters, people not being heels and being heels going to work that way. And Jim Ross, I know this is torture for his poor oaky soul. <laughs> Watching <laughs> after a week. Yeah. And the man's had enough. So we had to speak on it. And I can't blame him. You know who I want to give props to on this is Jim Cornette because Jim Cornette has been saying on his show this whole year, he's been saying, listen, Jar is sitting there trying to sell this because who knows how much Tony Khan has signed him for. And he has to find a way to, you know, be excited about the product. But but Cornette goes, I know JR is sitting there, and he hates it. And he hates it, and he doesn't agree with it, but it's a paycheck. And he has to do and he's a professional. But guess where he doesn't have to yeah. be a professional? He does not have to be professional when he's doing his own show. That's his show. He can say whatever the hell he wants on his show. And he has. And I am Agreed. glad. Agreed. I am glad he has done that. Now, the only thing is here. Do you think Tony Khan will, or, and the VPs will reprimand him somehow and tell him to keep it quiet, or they're just going to allow it to go? Because if this was Vince that he was talking about and the wrestlers and, you know, the whole way. Oh, he'd be fired. He'd be fired, right? Do you think Tony Khan, I don't think Tony Khan's that way. Or he'd be embarrassed on TV. He'd probably have to come out and uh, fuck her up. The Vince McMahon's uh, <laughs> Kiss my dollar ass cheek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. And I think... Dax from FTR said it the best. He tweeted this out. 
Imagine not listening to criticism from the men and women who shaped our profession and paved a road that allows you to make a living today, all because they hurt your feelings and called you out. I think that sums uh, it up. There you go. That yep. is very well said, and I think it sums up the you whole know, situation there. FTR, those guys are old souls, man. Yeah. Like, they know the wrestling business. They know tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to get hurt over what anyone says to them. You want criticism. Yeah. You want somebody that's seasoned and that has a lot of experience to tell you, hey, don't do this. I think you should be doing this more. And this will really help your career out. Like, I would want to hear stuff like that because I'd want, I want to go down in history as one of the best to ever do it. And if I get somebody like JR watching my matches, and him giving me his opinion, mm-hmm. you you bet that I'm going to be taking everything he has to say into consideration and implementing everything that he said. Because he's been around for more than oh most gosh. of the people listening to the show has been alive. Well, he's been he's been around longer than we have been around. <laughs> like you know, yeah, yeah, he's been around for I want to say. 40 plus years in the wrestling business, you know? Yeah. And not only that, but yep. commentary. And he knows the business. He loves the business. He knows he's worked closely with people, especially during the Attitude Era, you know, when he was the head of talent relations. He he knows the business. JR is not somebody yep. that you can just brush to the side. I'm sorry. You can't. I mean, Tony Khan can be a stat freak. He, he might love stats. He might love WCW back in the day. But at the end of the day, he doesn't know how to book wrestling. He doesn't know yep. what constitutes as good wrestling. I mean, he has his biases. He thinks he, he, thinks he does. But he has the money to put on a, a wrestling show, but not one of high caliber. So, And it goes to show, you know, and then, you know, the VPs, if they knew what they were doing too, they would help him out. But the VPs are also a problem too because they're doing whatever's good for them. Year that AEW's been around, how many stars have they really created? We know Darby Allen, MJF. And the rest are guys who've already established themselves before even coming into AEW. Two guys. Yeah, and their women's division. And Hikaru Shida. Yeah, and that's it. The rest of them are basically non-existent. They're all on AEW Dark, which is just ridiculous to me. And then you want to say that, oh, NXT is the minor league. Mm. Definitely not. It's WWE and then AEW, but they don't act like it at all. It's embarrassing. Jim Ross was asked another question, and I think this is the kicker for you, Jermaine. This is what's really, you're going to love this more. I think the first point, well, I like this point too, but the first point here that we just discussed with AEW wrestlers just being over the top and doing trapeze acts and everything, I agree with that 100%. I'm glad GR came out and said this, but I know you're going to love this one. So, Jim Ross, after being asked if moves such as Shawn Michaels' superkick or Jake Roberts' DDT should be protected, or is this just an evolution of the business? This is what good old Jim Ross has to say. That evolution of the business is bullshit. Yes, they should be protected, and he's talking about the DDT and the superkick. The DDT is a finish. The superkick is just a part of the flow of the match now. Nobody wins with it. What does that say to you? Does that say guys back in the day were more proficient delivering a DDT or a super kick than in this generation where things are evolving? I want some proof of that. I want somebody to prove to me that the changing of the wrestling business is what it is today and is making a difference. 
I say it isn't. I say no. The DDT and the super kick are great finishing moves that should be used as such. Jermaine, this speaks to you. I know it does because you've been saying this from the beginning of SmartDown Boulevard. So there you go. Jim Ross backs you up. Like you said, nobody ever wins matches with those moves. And you mentioned super kick. Like, I'm tired of seeing that. And like I said in the episode in the past, over these maneuvers, it, they've just relegated that, that super kick to a, trans, a transition where it shouldn't be. It should be a finisher. And everybody gets kicked in the face with for the super kick and nothing happens to them. It's always a one, uh, it's always a two count, sometimes one and a half. And it's embarrassing. It's unrealistic. And it's, and it, to me, it hurts the business when you keep seeing that a lot. And Jim Ross is a hundred percent right. And I know it is torturing his soul <laughs> watching the super kick parties Every Wednesday night. It's awful. They need to stop it. It's too much. It is a lot. Now, I thought about this. Now, imagine these guys took these moves from legends like Jake the Snake Roberts, Shawn Michaels, Superkick, DDTs, you name it. Even the Canadian Destroyer. A move that, you know what, it's so beautifully done. You should not be able to kick out of that move if, you, if, if you're put into a Canadian Destroyer. But... The young, bucks out, the young Bucks kick out of that all the time. <laughs> it diminishes that move 100% and its levity. Now, imagine if somebody, for example, say FTR or a wrestler who yeah. knows what they're doing. Say if they started doing the finishing moves of Cody Rhodes. Say if they did the finishing move of the Young Bucks. Say if a wrestler does a finishing move like Kenny Omega's. The one-winged fairy, as uh, Cornette calls it. Not the one-winged angel, <laughs> the one-winged fairy. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if they did that, and then the wrestler kicked out. One, two, three. They would be pissed. Imagine if Jericho. Imagine, oh, if, sure. imagine if Jericho, somebody used his Judas effect. A weak finishing move, by the way. But imagine if someone you mean, did that. You mean a regular wrestling move that everyone does? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you don't see anybody else doing those moves as regular moves. They're probably told you can't do that, right? Yeah. So imagine that reversed. That's how I feel about it. A finishing move is a finishing move. If a wrestler deems it that way, get more creative and do something new. You can't do it. It takes away from the business, the performance, and definitely in the long term, someone's going to catch up to it. And guess what? We did. Jim Ross has. I think the whole smart, uh, the smart Mark universe who loves professional wrestling has called this out. But for some reason, the talent, especially in AEW, and the Usos too, in some extent, they just haven't caught on to it. When yeah. will it stop? Oh, Dolph Ziggler. And yeah. Exa- oh, there, there's another one. Like, when will this stop? I don't think it will. I think this is the business now. And it's sad. It's just sad. It is. I hate yeah. it. I kind of don't blame uh, Shawn Michaels for not selling the font for Brandy Orton all of the ones ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This guy got up and it was just like, oh, damn, I just got, you know, felt like a beast stung me. Yeah. Yeah, but think about that. Even a guy like Randy Orton, yep. if someone punt kicks you, imagine someone else in AEW punt kicks somebody and they and they just get up like Shawn Michaels did. I'm not surprised that they would. 
But look at Shawn Michaels. Look at all the crap yeah. he got for not selling that punt kick. You expect yeah. Shawn Michaels to sell it. Now, why shouldn't dweebs like the Young Bucks and Cody not sell other finishing moves and kick out of them? Why are they kicking out of them? Like, it's nothing. They need to mean... I understand false... They're superhuman. Yeah, please. I No, they're VPs. <laughs> That's the thing. I understand false finishes. Exactly. I understand false finishes. And, you know, they're if they're used properly... And not overdone in a match, very effective. A la WrestleMania 25, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. 100%. But to have it as an ongoing theme and an ongoing scenario in professional wrestling, week in and week out, is problematic. And that is why, like we say, we love to watch wrestling. But it just isn't the same anymore. And that will be the case moving forward. That's all I have to say. And I just got to say... Jim Ross, I know I've been critical of you this year because you're a shell of what you used to be. I allow you to be a shell of what you used to be. I understand. I understand. You represent us who love professional wrestling. And unfortunately, you signed with AEW and you don't under, and you don't like them, but you have to be professional on the show because that's your J-O-B. Jim Ross, you are the greatest of all time. <laughs> I salute you, my friend, and I know... Jermaine feels the same way. I do, and I just hope that he gets released. I mean, his his contract isn't too long, so he can be relieved of his duties and just watch some real wrestling, if that exists, which I doubt. Hard to find these days, my friend. Hard to find these days. very hard. Um, I would love to see and hear Jim Ross not be under contract and do a show with Jim Cornette. I feel like both of them would just go off on the product. Um, yeah, but then they, everybody would be offended by it. Oh, please. People are too sensitive. At this point, if you get offended over and this is just criticism. I mean, sure, Jim Cornette has a way with words. Jim Ross is more straightforward. If you get offended by Jim Ross saying these things straightforward to you, man, you're in the wrong business. You got to learn. You got to learn yep. and, and evolve and try to get wrestling back to what it used to be and not the freak show trapeze show and a variety show that you're treating it that AEW does so i agree with jim ross we will continue to monitor the jim ross situation here on smartdown boulevard we'll be right back to wrap things up you're listening to smartdown boulevard all right, folks, you can listen to us at anchor.fm online or on their app that you can download for free. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. For more content and to connect with us, find us on Instagram at Smartdown Boulevard. That's at Smartdown blvd to keep the conversation going please join us next friday for the smarky awards we'll be giving out 13 awards to vote for those go to survey monkey the links are on our instagram page the instagram page is the key to everything i'm excited for next week i'm excited too that's the smarky awards don't forget to vote Poll closes this Sunday after the TLC pay-per-view, which we'll be tuning in and out of. And there won't be a Monday show because um, I don't think it merits a two-for-one. But anyways, until next time, Smarks, no. until Christmas Day, where we will be giving out our Smarkies, tuck your chin in. Take care, Jermaine. Take care, buddy. This is Smart Down Boulevard.